Welcome to Dorothy's List, Vermont Public Radio's book club for kids based on the books nominated for the state's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Award. I'm your host, Amy Noyes. Today, we're discussing Insignificant Events in the Life of a Cactus by Dusty Bowling. For this episode, we visited Castleton Village School, where Dorothy's List readers are pondering how they'd do everyday tasks if they didn't have arms. Have you ever wondered what life would be like if you had no arms? How would you eat, or write, or turn the pages of a book? Those are some of the everyday challenges facing 13-year-old Avon Green, the main character in Dusty Bowling's novel, Insignificant Events in the Life of a Cactus. The book was eye-opening for Castleton 7th grader Rosalie Bates. She uses her feet a lot to write and eat, and she just does a lot of things with her feet, and I thought that was interesting because that's how people with no arms do things, and I didn't know that. To get a feel for what that might be like, Castleton Village School media and literacy teacher Tina Rampone has given this group of Dorothy's List readers a challenge. Try to pass your friend a lifesaver candy using only a straw. To pass these to each other using the straw in your mouth without dropping the lifesaver candy to a person next to you. So why don't we go over by the rug there, maybe, where there's a little more room for you to spread out. Oops, you need a new one. (laughs) It's not as easy as you might think. But it might not be a very big deal for Avon. She was born with no arms, so she's just learned how to do everyday things differently. She lets us know that right from the beginning of the book. Here's author Dusty Bowling reading the start of Chapter 1. When I was little, a kid pointed at me on the playground and shouted, Her arms fell off, then ran away screaming in terror to his mom, who had to cuddle him on her lap and rub his head for like 10 minutes to get him to calm down. I think up until then, I hadn't thought about the idea that my arms must have actually fallen off at some point in my life. I had never really thought about not having arms at all. My missing arms weren't an issue for me or my parents. I never once heard either of them say, oh no, Avon can't possibly do that because that's only for armed people. Or poor Avon is so helpless without arms. Or maybe Avon can do that one day, you know, if she ever grows some arms. They always said things like, you'll have to do this differently from other people, but you can manage. And I know this is challenging. Keep trying. And you're capable of anything, Avon. Castleton 6th grader Brian Lennox said he likes Avon's personality. She has grit and determination. And there's one aspect of the book that made Brian especially curious. Why did you choose the tale Insignificant Events of the Life of a Cactus? We put Brian's question and questions from other Castleton Dorothy's List readers to author Dusty Bowling. Well, actually, Brian, it's interesting, but a lot of times when your book gets sold to a publisher, they change the title. So I actually did not choose this title. It was not my original title. My editor actually picked the title, and she created it from a line that Avon says in Chapter 8 when she says, I am an entirely insignificant event in the life of this cactus. She really liked that scene, and she liked the meaning behind the line and what Avon was feeling at that moment. And um, that's how the title came about. Sixth grader Jade Travers had this question for the author. Do you know someone with this handicap? 
actually did not when I first started thinking about the story. It came to me after I saw a video of a woman named Barbie Thomas. It was a really, really old video of her from about 20 or so years ago. And I saw this video and it was just her folding towels and doing all of these things, changing her baby's diaper. And she was doing everything with her feet because she didn't have arms. And I just could not stop thinking about her. It was very eye-opening to me, but I didn't know her at that time. But that changed when Bowling decided to write this book. When I did finally make the decision after a few years to sit down and write this character because I could not stop thinking about this character, I actually reached out to Barbie Thomas. I found her, and it turns out she lived right here in my city where I live. And so it was so amazing to find that out and to get to connect with her and become friends with her. And actually, I now know several armless people through the writing of this story because I shared the manuscript with them to make sure that it was authentic and realistic. And so I do have a a few armless friends now, which is really special to me. Castleton sixth grader Leah Reynolds asked, Where did you get the inspiration for this book? While watching that video of Barbie Thomas was Bowling's primary inspiration, she said she went on to meet other inspiring people as she was working on the book. Other people who inspired me were Tisha Shelton, who does a series online called Tisha Unarmed. I studied all of her videos while I was creating this character because I wanted this character to be as authentic as possible. Um, and Tisha's videos were so helpful. They sh- She shows you how she does everything without arms, from like carving a pumpkin to getting dressed and making a sandwich. And then another person who inspired me was Jessica Cox, who lives here in Arizona, where I do. She is actually the world's first armless pilot. She flies a plane with her feet. I've amazingly gotten to meet all these women in person, connect with them, share my manuscript with them, which has been just such a great experience for me. Seventh grader Rosalie Bates wanted to know Bowling's biggest takeaway from her research. What was your most important thing about learning things from people with no arms? Oh, that is a really good question. I think the most important thing I learned throughout the process of writing the story was that it wasn't just so much about capturing like how they do things without arms, but it was like the emotional aspect of it, how they feel about it. I really wanted my book to be enjoyable for people with these disabilities, not just people without these disabilities. And so just the emotional aspect and the impact that this book might have on people with these disabilities was incredibly important to me and something I really needed to consider the whole time I was writing it. In Insignificant Events in the Life of a Cactus, Avon moves from her lifelong home in Kansas to Arizona when her parents take a job running a run-down Wild West theme park called Stagecoach Pass. Sixth grader Jade Travers said she could relate with Avon's struggles to fit in in a new place. I've moved from here to Rutland and to Florida, then Connecticut, and then back. And all those different places, they didn't feel like home where all my other friends were. But in Connecticut, I was there for about three years, so it felt like home, but when I had to move back, I was upset like I did having to move from here. Like Jade, Avon does eventually make friends. Her first and best friend is a boy named Connor, who has trouble fitting in due to his own disability, a neurological disorder called Tourette's syndrome that causes involuntary tics. 
One of Connor's tics is that he occasionally barks like a dog. Together, Avon and Connor explore the nooks and crannies of Stagecoach Pass, and before long, they stumble on a mystery that changes Avon's life yet again. It's an exciting story, and it left Castleton student Leah Reynolds wondering, Are you thinking about writing a sequel? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I do have a sequel coming out in September of 2019, and it is called Momentous Events in the Life of a Cactus, and I am super excited to share it with all of you. I think if you like the first book, you're really going to like the second book. It's again told from Avon's perspective, and it is just about the very, very start of her high school, and she is learning how to ride a horse because Stagecoach Pass is having its first horse show in many, many years. Um, She has a crush on somebody. She's going to Comic-Con with her friend Zion and his family, and somebody does something really mean to her, and everything in her life sort of starts to unravel. So it's, it's a fun story, and there's a lot happening, and I think you guys will like it. In the meantime, these Castleton Village School students are going to brush up on their skills, trying to navigate the world without arms. I'm trying that for the rest of the day. Wow. How are you going to eat lunch? I don't that know. would be terrible, and I would that, never That's something I, I have to learn. But first, they're mastering the art of passing a lifesaver. The book is Insignificant Events in the Life of a Cactus by Dusty Bowling, and special thanks to Castleton Village School media and literacy teacher Tina Rampone. Next time, we'll visit Montpelier's Kellogg Hubbard Library, where kids are reading the novel Refugee by last year's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Award winner, Alan Gratz. That's the next selection on Dorothy's List. Ask your librarian for a copy so you can read along. <laughs>